Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing in Denton, Texas, brought to you in part by Members' Choice Federal Credit Union here in Denton, Texas on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may be eligible to join Members' Choice if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I join Members' Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a personal service that I cannot otherwise find these days. The folks at Members' Choice know me by my first name, but still respectfully address me as Mr. Augustine at times, and I just think that's cool. But anyway, uh, we want to raise our standards for everyone in customer service, which is why I personally recommend a place like Members' Choice Federal Credit Union. I'd like to remind all the folks listening to share the on-demand links to our episodes in your social media pages when you see something you'd like to share of value to your uh, other friends and uh, people on your pages. So um, all of our podcast channels and programs are always available on our central website located at www.lonestarcontentmarketing.com. You can also find our shows on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page. Today's show is episode 23 of our series with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine, Building Your Law Practice. Today we're going to toast talk about hosting educational events and social mixers which is a great way to build a circle of the people you know, like, and trust. So there are ways to pull off great events without spending a fortune. There are ways to combine efforts with other groups and people who complement one another in business so everyone finds value in attending. Why are we doing all this? Because we're talking about referrals. Because referrals really are the lifeblood of any business, especially for lawyers. So it's why it's very important to figure out why lawyers aren't getting the referrals. They need to grow their practice. And I'm going to suggest that hosting events and mixers on a regular, somewhat regular basis, or even a one-off event, is a great way to build that circle of people who send referrals. Uh, additionally, uh, Jim Thompson here in the program with me has a book that he's authored. It's a collection of useful information called Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Need and Deserve to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. You can get a copy of the book. Uh, Jim will tell us right about that uh, right now. Jim? How are you? How can they get a copy of the book? Why should they get the book? Hey, Nick. How are you doing? It's uh, good to hear from you again um, and be on your program. The the book, if you would like a copy of the book, if you will send me an email at jet, that's J-E-T, jet, at lawyersmarketingresource.com, I will be glad to send you a PDF uh, copy of the book. All right. And Jim is a retired lawyer. He's well-known for helping attorneys get on track to earning more clients through simple cost-effective activities. So go ahead and send him an email and get a copy, a PDF copy of that book. Um, Again, my name is Nick Augustine, and I help lawyers through my company tell their stories about their practice areas by writing their blog content, managing social media, and producing Internet radio podcasts. 
another great content. We work for lawyers and small business professionals, all the like. Um, by, uh, so anyways, moving forward in this program, just talking a little bit about referral generation and creating that, that great circle of people who know, like, and trust you. Um, I like to submit that events are really good ideas, whether they be uh, educational events uh, or social events, happy hours of, of the sort. Um, they're really good ways to invite some people out and get to know one another on a, you know, a first come first serve basis. Uh, you know, I first had this idea from a lawyer I know in the in the East Coast who does a lot of baseball games. He's a a personal injury uh, attorney and um, he works with a lot of um, like brain surgeons, uh, you know, and things like that in those types of cases. Um, you know, complex complex civil matters. So, anyways, uh, the guy would event, you know invite all these people out to a baseball game and you know it's just a social thing everyone can uh, you know sort of let their hair down and have a good time so those are really great events you know, we can also have the uh, educational events where you have someone come and there's a speaker and we learn something um, maybe have some snacks maybe it's a lunch hour type thing or a breakfast or the you know the happy hour mixer thing where people you just pick a pick a random location that's close to where most of the people are you might to want to invite and just you know, reserve the back room and get some deals on appetizers and maybe some drink specials and, you know, maybe some people can go there and, uh, you know, raffle off different things. You can have people co-sponsor it. You can, uh, you know, pick a few other people to, you know, who co-host it and everyone sends something out on their respective email list. So there's all different ways to, to do some of these things. Jim, uh, what are some of your thoughts on, on holding the, event, the events and uh, what's going on in your area as far as what works, uh, what price point usually people like to uh, pay, things like that. Uh, just basic events to get social. Well, Nick, you've, you've covered a number of different things, and, and I want to kind of go back and go over uh, kind of each of them a little bit um, and let people know some of, the, some of the things that are going on here in the, in the Chicago area. One of the things that we found, I'm in a, in a – um, uh, a group that's called the Small Business Advocacy Council. It has about, oh, 950 members, of which about 150 are lawyers. And we, uh, as a group, have had networking events, lunches, dinners, all kinds of things, uh, probably about 30 events a month, different areas, different things you can go to. And we were finding that lawyers were not going to these events we might have one or two lawyers go and so we decided we find out what was going on what was the uh, thought process of lawyers and it was kind of interesting we get the reaction that well Jim we get most of our business from other lawyers and most lawyers aren't going to these events so we don't go so it's kind of like which came first the chicken or the egg and so what we decided that we would do after discussing it with, with a number of lawyers is we set up our own uh, exclusive, if you will, networking group for lawyers only. Nobody else was allowed to come. I know it kind of sounds a, a, a bit discriminatory there, but we basically said, uh, and this is what they wanted, we, they did not want you know, your car salesman, your financial planner, your insurance salesman, all these other folks showing up at these events. So they were just for lawyers only. And and we've actually done these in three different areas around Chicago, and they've been fairly successful, anywhere from 
30 to 40 people showing up, lawyers showing up at an event. And, and obviously the purpose of these is, is to get lawyers to start talking to one another, getting to know, like, and trust each other as far as uh, lawyers can, and start referring business to one another. And that is the key to, to, to doing this, is, is to, to go to these events, have an event, uh, so that people will, will, will recognize you and recognize what you can offer and what you can offer them and what they can offer you. Hopefully you'll go with, and we've talked about this enough, you'll go to these events with the mindset of what can I do for you, what can I do to help you in your law practice or in your business. Um, so that's one of the things that we've done here with regard to um, the, the lawyer networking. A couple of other things, and you, you mentioned, and I, I think it's important to, that you follow up on this. Well, let me just say this. Once you go to these events, obviously, and, and we've drilled on this and hopped on this and drilled on it, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum, is that just going to one of these events is not going to get you business. It's where you meet the folks that you may want to do business with, and you must, I say again, must follow up. And I'm going to leave that for that right now because we've talked about it, like I said, following up ad nauseum. But one of the other things that, that I've seen lawyers do and, and other people um, uh, is hold seminars. And uh, these can be a workshop, uh, a two-hour or three-hour workshop, or they could be an hour uh, presentation followed by uh, a happy hour. The, the important thing is getting the folks to realize the value of coming to hear you speak or you can sponsor someone else speaking. The, the key is you become the ringmaster, if you will. You become the person that has set this up. You get the accolades, if you will, for setting it up, and you may not even speak. If you want to speak and, and this is your program, that's fine. But the, the important thing is to get the word out that you're going to bring someone in to speak about a particular subject, a particular area, something. That, and one of the things that we've done here a couple of times is, is bring folks in. Um, and there's particularly one, one woman who's very, very, uh, who's head of, was head of the ARDC, which is the ethics board here in the, the uh, not all the complaints against lawyers were funneled through her, and so now she has her own private practice, and she'll come in and speak for an hour, an hour and a half. And trust me, every lawyer needs that, but who really needs it too are these, these young folks that have just uh, hung out the shingle. And when I say young, I'm, I'm talking about somebody new who's just hung out a shingle, and, and, and they're trying to feel their way along as far as getting clients and what they should do in practice, et cetera, et cetera. And ethically, they have problems always cropping up. And mm -hmm. uh, so we've, we've, had, we've had Allison come in and talk to a couple of groups. So, so that's important. And, again, these are lawyer groups. If you are, say, an estate planning lawyer, you know, you, you might want to, to work with a financial planner um, or a CPA along those lines and set up a, a, an educational program. You know, you can do a lunch, you can do a dinner, you can do a breakfast, or you can just have a meeting, whatever is going to work for you, where the three of you or the two of you put something on and you're educating the public, if you will, 
about, say, estate planning and the necessity for having estate plans, for having trusts and things of that nature. That way you get your name out there and you are not really uh, soliciting business, if you will, but you're getting your expertise uh, known to folks who may come to these seminars or workshops or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call them. The important thing is, and I hope people are realizing this, is you just can't sit back in your office and hope that business is going to come your way. Um, we've talked, and I talk in my book a lot about networking, and I actually go, and, and, and I don't like the term networking, but it's still the, the most um, used term. I like to think of it in terms of net weaving, where you basically go to these events and you're seeking out people you can help, which in turn will obviously come back to, to help you. It's, One of the things I, that... I like, Jim, I like social mixers and happy hours. Those work really well. You know, there's, I, I notice a, a, just a little difference, again, just between the cultures. Um, up in the Chicagoland area, it's so much more business, business, business. Uh, you know, and here in North Texas, it's a little more party, party, party. <laughs> so uh, you can get a lot of people come out with uh, social mixers and happy hours, I find, you know, and just toss something big business in there, you know. They all know, but anyway, <laughs> I wanted to just uh, <laughs> suggest an idea I had, Jim, um, based well, on what you were well, talking about. With, um, well, the, Rick, uh, uh, one of the things we've found with our lawyers and getting our lawyers together is that it's a must to have it at a restaurant where you can have appetizers and drinks. Um, right. This is, this is this. I mean, we we will do lunch and things, of course, and 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 that type of thing. But where we we get our biggest turnout for lawyers is when we do an after hours, uh, a couple of a couple of hours in the early evening where they're serving appetizers, good appetizers, and um, mm -hmm. not the peanuts and pretzel variety, but fairly good appetizers. And there's obviously a, a place where you can belly up the bar and get whatever you want to drink. Yeah, and that stay seems, and hang out that afterwards. Seems be, that seems, yeah, that seems to be universal. <laughs> yeah, well, here's based on that, Jim, what you, here's what I've put together. Just listening to you because I'm taking notes and thinking, you know, every time I do one of these programs, I think, what can I actually do that would be kind of fun? And um, I, 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 wrote a, I wrote this down, lawyers laughing and learning. So that's my – I'm – I'm going to trademark on that. I'm going to, you know, lawyers laughing and learning. Do it as a quarterly event. Well, this is something that people could, I suppose, do anywhere, but I think that, like, if my company hosts something like this and I just invite a bunch of people, get a place, and that what I would do is instead of charging people a price of admission, what I'd do is, um, you know, because usually people will pay, you know, $25 or whatever. If it's a fundraiser, um, you know, for a 501c3, people will come to those all day long, you know, at 25 bucks a pop. But I think that if you just make it a free event, but have one of the firms sponsor it, and what they would do is say, I'm thinking, thinking myself, like, I'm going to, you know, promote this and whatnot. Um, so I would maybe charge, you know, uh, a fee for my time to set up and promote it all, and then basically find out, um, you know, what some appetizers might cost, and then get some drink specials and just get a place. So do a quarterly event, lawyers laughing and learning, and I'd have real short, like, someone who could tell some, funny jokes or stories, that's always good. You know, Self-deprecating humor is always welcome. 
Uh, and then maybe someone who can, you know, some learning component, um, someone who just says, you know, here's an interesting case that's going on in my practice area or, you know, here's someone who, you know, some type of a vendor, some sort of education. So anyways, Jim, lawyers laughing and learning. That's what I wrote down. That's what I came up. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, make action. sure you invite me, and, uh, and maybe we can we can pick a time I can come down there and sure, and you know, just ex- you got lots of miles you could expense thousand miles one way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the interesting thing, a couple of things we found with lawyers, we we talked about uh, a happy hour, if you will, with lawyers, a couple of hours, and we talked about some educational thrown in there. And, we got a pushback, and most of the lawyers have said they would rather just have it as a networking thing. Uh, and then if somebody mm-hmm. wanted to, to sponsor an event, if you will, where there would be some educational value to it, that would be separate from the networking uh, aspect, a separate event, if you will. So we've gotten you know, court, people who, who provide services to attorneys, court reporters, um, document destruction folks, um, you know, people that, that can can provide value to an attorney, they're more than willing to, to, to host something like this. It doesn't have to be very expensive for them. Uh, they can hold it in their office. Some of them hold it in their office, you know, in their, their conference room, and they bring in, you know, some, some appetizers like pizza and beer. Very simple. Um, and, and, and that type of thing. So there's a whole gamut. I guess my point is, you need to start something. You need to do it. You need to experiment. You need to try. See what is going to work for you and, and do it. I guess as Mikey says, just go out, do right. it, right. see if it works quarterly, see if it works monthly. Uh, obviously, we do our monthly meetings. Um, we do meetings monthly. We've, we've, it's interesting. We have three different locations where we do these meetings. And two of the locations wanted to take off for the summer kind of, um, you know, summer hiatus. And one of the groups we meet with, uh, they wanted to keep going. So uh, we, we, we put two on hiatus for the summer. And, and actually it's funny because some of the people that were going to the other two are now actually going to, to one that we're, we're keep going. And, um, and, and those of you who are familiar with maybe the Chicago area, we do – one out of what we call the North Shore, which is up in, you know, uh, Skokie and that whole area up north. We do one in actually in the city, and then we do one in the, the western suburbs, which is out in Downers Grove, Naperville, and, and that type of thing. Uh, in Denton, you know, I'm not familiar with the Denton area at all, but it seems to me you can probably do a, a, a Denton in a, in a central central area. You know, probably don't need you know, three different locations. I would note I do, Jim, is I'm thinking about that. And for all of my uh, Denton County listeners out there, um, of course, Tarrant, Colin, and Dallas, all y'all are welcome as well. But um, I was thinking about something right off of, um, because the Denton Town Square is kind of off the beaten path, and, uh, you know, many people might have their offices somewhere else. So I thought, actually, you know, people, like, right on I-35, somewhere, you know, between Louisville and Denton, you know, one of those places. You just, I mean, because... Something right on or off the highway is easy for people to get to because you always have to think about, um, you know, where people are going or coming from or where their office is. And if it's on their way home or something, they're more likely to show up. If it's at some obscure place, uh, it's difficult to get people to go to somewhere they don't commonly easily know. Um, 
But um, and I really do like the quarterly thing. Feedback around my area, Jim, is, is quarterly is good. If we get uh, you know monthly things, people just are not going to go you know all the time, and then they're going to feel bad they don't go um, on the second event or the third time, so they feel like they're blowing it off, and they have you know so then they're so quarterly is really a good thing. Um, I, I want to also uh, add in the raffles. Raffles are a really fun way to do it. Um, and sell raffle tickets or make the price of admission $10 for a raffle ticket and then have someone sponsor the event. And now I'm thinking about myself. That's a way I could make some money on it too. You know, instead of having the sponsor pay for my fees to cover it, you know, maybe I'd make my money, you know, for running the dang thing, you know, maybe I'd do it that with a $10 raffle ticket. Oh, those are nice things. Um, you know, the, the, the tough part, and I think the thing that scares people away from doing events is the idea of, buying all their food and drinks and charging them $25, but then you guarantee you're going to have how many people show up if it's 50 people. Um, and I think that the anxiety and stress that comes from an event not knowing if all these people are going to show up and having a price tag on it, um, that's just way too stressful for a lot of people, and people are likely to say no. Um, you know, So again, by having it you know, a free event or something that is you know, less it doesn't really matter how many people show up, uh, the more the merrier. I think you might get more people that way. Um, and again, I really like the idea of people co-sponsoring of the event, you know, different people with different lists of people, um, you know, and, and especially as you're going and inviting people to, uh, to this event, this is an opportunity. This, I mean, I'm thinking about this as a marketing opportunity. Um, <laughs> I speak uh, frequently about how I yeah still here Jim are you there all right yeah, don't I'm like here. sales yeah. I don't like doing sales I don't like cold calling unless I have you know if I'm pitching my company that's but if I'm calling people I've never talked to before because I'm inviting to them to this really cool event called lawyers laughing and learning um, you know there and I like the laughing part you know that's it's fun you know people might I think I might get some somewhere with that anyway now I have an opportunity to put someone on my list. Um, you know, and they're also going to get whatever other things, you know. So it's just a good way to indirectly do marketing. Yeah, well, you know, next something else, and this is what we found. Uh, we try to get people to RSVP, and they don't. People simply mm -hmm. do not RSVP to events. We, we will have a situation where uh, we, we need to limit it, say, to 30 or 40 people because of the space. And so we'll ask for RSVPs, and then maybe we'll get 10, and then 30 people will show up. And of those 10, two or three of those people that RSVPs won't show up, and we get other people showing up. So, mm -hmm. yes, that is a problem. But, you know, and I don't know how to overcome it, to be totally honest with you, because... Um, people just, I don't know what it is, they, they don't think about it, it's a social thing that they don't do anymore, or, or maybe if something better comes up, you know, they, but they're just not RSVPing in the bottom line. And, I, and I'll say this, I'm guilty of that too. I got an event I got to go to tomorrow for a luncheon, and uh, having just said people don't RSVP, that just jerked my mind to say, hey, I better RSVP for that event. So uh, that that's one of the problems. So you just have to deal with it. There's no way around it. Um, you know, figure on X number of people showing up and hopefully, uh, you know, if you promote it uh, well enough, you'll get 20, 30 people. What is your ideal? We try to keep our groups, to be totally honest with you, around a maximum of 30 people. 
we found, mm-hmm. uh, and I found that quite frankly, there's more interplay, more interactions when there's there's you know, twenty to thirty people there rather than fifty people there because you don't get to meet a lot of people you might want to meet, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you try you to control get, the numbers then with that? Do you call it an exclusive yeah. event with limited availability or something? Yeah, well, we, we put out there, you know, that uh, it's limited to 30 people or limited to 40 people or whatever. And we have been averaging, I'd say, um, anywhere between, we had a couple of events where we had 40, close to 50 people, and we've had a couple where there's been 15 people show up. Uh, so, you know, there, there's no real way to tell. But, but the bottom line is do it. And I guess that's the thing that I, I really want you to, to come away with. Try it, see what works. You know, do it on a quarterly basis, do it on a monthly basis, whatever. Uh, the quarterly basis, depending on what you're doing, works. You know, maybe you could do a quarterly happy hour and then um, intersperse between quarters, you know, do a, an educational type of program or whatever. But you're just going to have to go out and see what works in a in a specific area. I will see you know what? Here, here's another idea, just jumping in to invite people. Um, I wrote down, it would be a good thing to make a list. Call the person. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write down one, call two. So first I'm going to call them and say, hey, I'd like to know if I may invite you to an event that I'm going to host. And uh, they say, oh, yes, I'd like to go to that. So then I'm going to send them a postcard because postcards are more cost-effective with mailing. Sure. So then sure. I'm going to mail out the postcards at the event and then send the postcard, uh, and then I'm going to email follow-up, did they receive it? E- follow-up mm-hmm. email, did they receive? Boom. So, I mean, like, there we go. We're establishing, you know, uh, by, the, by, the time, <laughs> by the time the person comes to your event, you'll have, you'll have talked to them on the phone. That's one form of communication. You'll have, yep. uh, you know, sent them a postcard, handwritten postcard, and then third, um, you know, third you'll have, uh, you know, an email exchange. You got their email, so boom. I like that. Go ahead, yeah. Jerry. thing? Yeah, you, well, it is. It's just a matter. Of, well, this is the other interesting thing. I just sent out a, a, an email this morning for a meeting we're having on August sixth. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I've gotten this. Well, I don't get notice early enough. Well. We tell people that, the, and we try to set it up on a specific date. We tell people in advance, and when they're there, this is where the next one will be. And then um, about a week to maybe two weeks before the event, and, and um, I'm sending out emails to people the day before the event reminding them, and I get this back, hey, Jim, thanks for reminding me. I forgot all about it. So it's a matter of, you know, like you just said, touching base with people, um, making sure that they um, they are aware of the event and that uh, you remind them about the the event. <laughs> it, it, it just, it's it's crazy. It, it's it's there's no absolute science to it. It's just you know do it, see what works, do it again, tweak it, tweak it, tweak it, tweak it, tweak it until you know you've got. I will say this though, um, running an event it, it takes a lot of work, um, and there there's a lot of work to it. But then there's not a lot of work to it. For what what you get out of it, if you're hosting an event, for what you'll get out of it, you get to meet everybody coming in, and they're going to thank mm-hmm. you for having the event. 
So you're going to be um, much better than to host an event than to actually do an event, if you will, because you get credit for being the, the guy that, uh, you know, we always try and tell people, you know, find out who the centers of influence are when you go to these networking events and get to know those people. Well, hey, if you host an event, you are the center of influence. So you mm-hmm. have that, and, and then you can turn around and the next day send out an email or send out a handwritten note, depending on the size and the situation, thanking them for coming. There's another great way to follow up, and that's what it's all about. People are not going to do business with you until they know, like, and trust you, and it takes a while. And so one event is not going to get people to, to do business with you, most likely. Two events may not, three, but you've got to follow up and be on the top of their mind, as we say, and the bottom line is you'll get business out of it. It'll be well worth it. You're just going to have to, 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 to you know, make sure that, hey, you sit down and say, this is what I'm going to do it. Pick a date right now. And my thought would be if you wanted to do something like that, Nick or anybody else is listening, you know, maybe the second week or third week in September might be well. It might be good because, you know, you're not going to get anybody in the summer, obviously. Everybody's on vacation. You're not going to get the first week or so of September because people, kids are going back to school and you're getting into the swing of things. So maybe the third week in September, uh, you know, you can you can start planning and, and and then maybe your next event can be, you know, if you're doing it on a quarterly basis. Um, you know, you don't want to get into the Christmas season because December's pretty well shot. Uh, November, the last part of November is pretty well shot. So, you know, maybe you do something in the middle of January or you do something in February because it's, you know, February is a dull month. I mean, there's not much going on. So, you know, pick and choose and, and see what people will come to. But I think if, you, if, you, if you're going to do something, you know, pick September right now and um, the end of September. Uh, that type of the middle of September, that type of thing, and, and then mm-hmm. and then once you start doing them, doing it on a consistent basis. I mean, if you're going to do it once a quarter, let people know that it's going to be on the third Thursday of you know such and such month, and that type of thing, so that they put it in their calendar and it's, they remember it. It's much easier when we do it on a monthly basis because we we you know we pick like the first Monday of a month or the first Wednesday of the month, that type of thing. So. You know, it's pretty easy for people to, to remember that. When you're doing it quarterly, it might be a little more difficult. But Third, yeah. Thursday quarterly, that's what minds are going to be quarterly. So they can schedule so you know what they're going to be. I mean, pick it, and my, I'd say do in the same place. If you do the same type of event, it's easy for people to remember. Oh, I remember that event. That was a good event. I like that. So anyway, Jim, we're about out of time. So um, let's remind the folks back home how they can, again, get a copy of your book. Sure, they can send me an email at JET, just like the JET, JET at lawyersmarketingresource.com, and I'll be glad to send a copy of the book. And if anybody has any questions about, um, you know, planning events or doing anything, I'll be glad to share my uh, experience uh, with you about that. And if people out there have done events, um, please share your experiences with myself and Nick. Uh, that's what it's all about. We got to help each other out here to to, to really um, you know grow our business. That's right. That's right. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of Law Talk Radio. Again, produced and promoted by Lone Star Content Marketing in Denton, Texas, and also brought to you in part by Members Choice Federal Credit Union. Everyone, have a good day, and we'll see you all next Monday. Thanks. Bye bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.